This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Talking about uh, scary movies earlier, and Jim mentioned that what freaks him out the most in horror movies or action movies is when you see people get stabbed. Mm-hmm. A realistic de- depiction of a stabbing really sure. gives you the heebie-jeebies. The slower the stab, the worse. Ugh. Well, we've got a call for you, and it's from, what's your name again? Casey, how you doing? Good, Casey. Hey, listen, I, Jim's right. Stabbing sucks. I've been stabbed three times. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you've, been st- you've been stabbed three times? Yeah, three at what, times. At so what point is it your fault? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're a stabbing magnet. Okay, tell us about the first stabbing. Yeah. Who stabbed you? Uh, it, was, it was at school. I just got a, a dust up and I caught one in the arm. Okay. Second stabbing? Uh, it was at a bar. I got stabbed in the stomach. Cool. Wow. Why? What started that? Uh, yeah, quite honest, I'm not too sure. It was probably speaking off. Probably you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stabbing number three? Number three was also inside a bar. It was more like a pool hall. Uh-huh. Got into a disagreement, and uh, I caught a blade. Caught a blade. You don't even yeah. stab three times when you start calling it caught a blade. Like it's yeah, just like, oh, I went out for a drink. But, but got a couple blades, it. crushed a couple beers. You know, it was a good night. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt first. It's it's the next few days that hurts the most. Well, when so you're sobered up. When when you get stabbed, you don't it doesn't hurt as much as you'd expect it to. Exactly. Exactly. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Well a lot of times if you see like a video on YouTube, somebody gets stabbed, they don't even realize they've been stabbed and they look down, there's a, a blood stain. Well, this, yeah. This is, it feels like a like a good hard punch, really. And yeah. then uh, next thing you know, where's this blood coming from? Oh, it's me. <laughs> you know? Okay, well we're gonna take your word for it. Hopefully uh Jim and I never have to experience mm-hmm. that. I hope you don't either. And good luck avoiding number four. I will, boys. Ciao. See ya. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So, uh, according to CandyStore.com, the least popular Halloween candy is candy corn. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, Ontario, where you're from, is the home of Mitchell Corn Fest. Do they like candy corn in Mitchell? I don't know. More than average? I feel like I don't, I don't see it that much. I know it's a Halloween staple, but... Um... I don't really remember it getting it that much as a kid. I don't think candy corn's that bad. I just think the public perception is that it's not good. So mm. maybe if they had the right marketing, people could get behind candy corn. Like if they came up with a new ad campaign with some catchy song, you know, something that really rocks. Yeah. I think maybe candy corn could move up the charts and become one of the more popular Halloween candies. You know, if, if they had a, a song that went a little something like this. Sing about some candy that's got a million fans. It's orange and white and yellow and you eat it with your hands. Come on! Buy it by the bag and eat it by the bowl. You open up your mouth and then you shove it down your hole. Slide 
I mean, wow, that made it hardcore. Epic. Get me some candy corn. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. What do you got over there, Jim? Something uh, scary I got for a us? Spooky story for you. Okay. There is a neighborhood in Detroit, a suburban neighborhood, where Halloween has been canceled because of one haunted house. Uh oh. There was one abandoned house. That is inf- terrifying the neighborhood so much so kids can no longer leave their homes anymore. They're locked in their homes. They can't walk around the neighborhood because of one home. And it's haunted with cockroaches. Ooh. The garbage bin went by this house a couple days ago, and this is a vacant house. And they reported to the city, there are so many cockroaches in this house, somebody has to come by and do something. The city comes over, they realize the cockroaches aren't staying in the house, they've moved on to neighboring houses, and it's so bad that they've put caution tape over all the sidewalks and have canceled Halloween in this neighborhood because there is too many cockroaches. They don't want the roaches like getting on kids' costumes yeah. and, and moving around the neighborhood? There, there's literally so many cockroaches Ugh. walking around. They said that walking the streets could actually help kill the cockroaches because people would be accidentally stepping on cockroaches. That's how many cockroaches there are. But they're also saying their eggs could still spread and survive if they get on any of the clothing. And since the trash has been migrating along the street, like I guess they go from trash bag to trash bag too, you just don't know where they are. So the Halloween's been canceled in that entire neighborhood. Other houses are being infested. Where's this? You say Michigan? It's actually a Detroit uh, suburb called Wyandotte, just like a small neighborhood in Detroit, the G- greater Detroit area. But the, the, the city is saying, we will exterminate the roaches, but it will take, quote, some time. So who knows? Like, this could take months. You hear about cockroach infestations at a, an apartment building, and it could be a year before the last cockroach is gone. Thanks a lot, cockroaches. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, here's uh, another celebrity who has passed away that I didn't realize was still alive. Jerry Lee Lewis has died. Jerry hmm. came in. He was determined that he was going to get on the Sun record label if he had to come to Memphis and camp in front of our doorstep. And I heard the tape, and I said, man, this is exactly what we're looking for because everybody's picking guitars. Here's a guy that's really got some prowess as a pianist. My name is Jerry Lillard, I'm from Louisiana. I'm gonna do you a little boogie on this here piano. The no question. He was yeah. a talented guy, but also kind of creepy. You know about Jerry Lee Lewis? No, I don't know the creepiness. Oh, he married his 13-year-old cousin. Oh, boy. Kind of stuff. Added to the pile. Kind of stuff gets you canceled these days. Yeah, hopefully. But back in... 19, when was that? 1957 they got married. I'm guessing it was still weird back then. (laughs) It lasted until 1970. If you want to know more, Dennis Quaid played Jerry Lee Lewis in the movie Great Balls of Fire back in 1989. Winona Ryder played his 13-year-old cousin that he marries. A stirring tribute to the man, and he'll be missed. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Jerry Lee Lewis. (laughs) I mean, boy, he must have been old. Yeah. How old was he? 87. Okay, yeah. 87, hmm. but boy, could he play piano, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Do 
Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. What will you be remembered for? The piano playing or your reputation as being a horrible person and a guy who married a 13-year-old that you're related to? Catchy. Catchy song. Reminds me of Top Gun every time. (laughs) Can't argue with with this tune. 87 years old, Jerry Lee Lewis has passed away. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We are ready here. Well, I think we're ready. Jim, are you ready? You know it, Taz. Okay. Every year around this time, we like to try and break the world record for most Halloween jokes told in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. What is the current record at, Jim? Eight. Which I set, I will say. I did set that, I think, back in t- 2018, and I haven't been able to top it. You've got to continue to push yourself, yeah, though. I you know. know. You've you, got to grow. You can't get lazy. Just because you have the record doesn't mean you can't do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wayne Gretzky didn't stop getting points after he got one more point than the next guy, you know? Yeah. He, he, did, he said to himself, well, I'm going to just uh, point after point after mm-hmm. point. Until I can't get any points anymore. Exactly. And that's what we're doing here. Until I retire, yeah. The exact same thing as what Wayne Gretzky did. I'm the great one. NBD. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And a lot of the ones I do. It's not about quality, though. No, 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 it's quantity This isn't best Halloween jokes. This is just most in 30 seconds. I have the timer ready to go. Jim, you need anything beforehand? Just a little bit of luck. Okay, so when you start the first setup for the first joke, I will start the timer. Okay. Who haunts Jellystone Park? Who? Boo Boo. Well, how did the skeleton pay her way through college? I don't know. Bonely fans. Who's the hottest comedian on Halloween? Who? Frankenstein Feld. What was the Canadian skeleton's favorite George Thorogood song? Who? Plaid to the bone. How did the vampire cross Lake Ontario? How? On a blood vessel. Who, who's the most shocking dog walker? Who? Alice Scooper. What do you call a chubby vampire? Who? Count Snackula. Why were there pumpkins in the drunk tank? Why? Because they were smashed. What's Hillary Clinton's favorite witchcraft ingredient? What? I have new Gringwich. Gingrich. You okay? Have a sip of water there, man. Your face is all red. You look exhausted. I got nine! You did it? I did nine! Come on! I did! But Jim, you have uh, outdone yourself. Now, are are there any other... I, I was chuckling a little bit there in my head. (laughs) <laughs> Should we go back and revisit nah, any of those? None of them are worth it. Did I you have, have any leftovers? leftovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hear the leftover jokes. Okay. Which Buffalo Bill buries the most corpses? Which Buffalo Bill buries the most corpses? I don't know. Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. All right. See, I was thinking Buffalo Bill from... Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I got you. Yeah, you tricked me there. Okay, okay. what's how the did, other leftover? How did Jay-Z talk to his dead wife? A seance? Just to be clear, Beyonce is still alive. Jerry Lee Lewis died, not Beyonce. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis uh, dead. Uh, 87, he had a good run and sure, wasn't a sure. great man. So don't get too upset about that one. 
Beyonce still alive. Healthier than ever, as far as what you know. However, if she did die, a seance is how he would talk to her. Yeah. Nine is the new record. Woo. Most Halloween jokes ever told in 30 seconds. Congratulations, Jim. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And Jim, I didn't realize that you were a, a race car fan. I'm not really, but this video has gone viral. Uh, Pat McAfee, popular podcast host, tweeted a video out and said, Is this real? I saw it, and often these... Um, um, racing replays can be confused with video game graphics. Like right. a lot of time, a video game replay will be disguised as a real race and people will fall for it because the graphics are so good. So that's exactly what I thought was happening here. The Pat McAfee fell for something, but looking into it, this really happened. Okay. So there was a race on Sunday night. Ross Chastain was in this race and he was in 10th place. It's the final lap and it's at the final turn. You have to get fifth or better to move on to the championship. So okay. he's in 10th. It's the final turn. Usually you slow down to go into that final turn and then accelerate as you're leaving the turn. Instead of slowing down, he goes pedal to the metal into the wall, which is a rounded curve, and literally rides the wall, grinding against it, by, but not slowing down, and just whips around the corner and goes from 10... Uh, 10th place to 5th place and I mean the announcers watching it are going crazy too they've never seen anything like this before Bell out of turn 4 he's gonna do it he's won his way into the championship it was a video game move off into turn 3 he put the car against the wall wide open all the, ra- all the way around turn 3 and 4 Chastain Elliott Bell and Logano are gonna fight for a championship in Phoenix take a look at what he did I have never seen anything like that before in my life <laughs> so you can see how jazzed up the pit is like they've never seen a move like that nobody's seen a move like that and it's funny because I said it it looked like a video game move well who else thought it was a video game move Ross Chastain himself the driver. he talks about why he made this decision played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube with Chad growing up, and uh, you could get away with it. And I never knew if it would actually work. And I've, I mean, I've done, <laughs> I did that when I was eight years old. And um, I grabbed fifth gear. I asked off a of two um, on the last lap if we needed it, and we did. I couldn't tell who was leading, and uh, I just made the choice. I grabbed fifth gear down the back and full committed. Um, once I got against the wall, I basically let go of the wheel. That's funny, man. So he he had done it in the video game that yeah. he used to play and thought maybe this cheat will work in real life. Yeah, he ran it by the pit crew and they said go for it. See that? He said he just let go of the wheel and just said like let it ride the wall and do its own thing. And I guess it worked. And he, there's also a dash cam video from inside his car. Yeah, yeah. And as he's hitting the wall, there's parts flying up and hitting the windshield. But he still goes to this. Now... He's against the ball. That's crazy. And he sneaks in, man. Unbelievable. Do you think guys are going to be doing this all the time now? Uh, they know it's possible? Maybe, but it's only possible the last lap. I'm sure his car was a write-off after that moment. So it's like the last lap, that last turn, probably can only happen on a certain tracks. But, I mean, it's just like uh, the Tony Hawk 900. Once one guy does it, you know, now everybody can do it. Peacock. I want to see a peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time to talk sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Yo, Dev. Hey, guys. Hey, don't come in here all hey, guys. 
<laughs> Jim Kelly is he's looking for your head here, bud. No, I'm not I'm taking responsibility. Nobody forced me to do this. But every recommendation you made for Jim <laughs> uh, to bet on football did not come through. I've heard of people losing their shirt, didn't know they lost their mustache as well, but I think uh, uh, I think we lost a friendship too. <laughs> What were the highlights of the weekend for you in the NFL, Debbie? Well, the highlight for me specifically was the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they didn't win by as many as people thought they were going to, but they beat the Green Bay Packers. The first half was all they needed to beat Green Bay, and they pulled out the win. So if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you're pretty happy. If you're a fan of a lot of other teams, maybe a bit concerned. The New England Patriots won, but Mac Jones did not look great. I've seen some uh, Pats fans online getting a little bit worried about Mac Jones, the New York Giants. I guess they were due uh, finally to uh, to lose. They did not have the uh, greatest of weekends. That was one of my recommendations for Jim. Again, sorry, Whoops. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Six bucks. I'll never see again. Hey, can I tell you what my highlight was? Survivor pool. The survivor pool. I'm still in it. I took the Dallas Cowboys. How high scoring was that game? If you told me that the the Bears were going to score 29 points. I'd be like, okay, well, they're going to win. No. What was it, 29-49? Yeah, it was a massive game for the Dallas Cowboys. They did it without Zeke really being at the top of his game for the Cowboys, so their running game was really strong. And I don't know how many people in your pool picked or still have the Falcons or the Panthers as an option, but that game would have given people heart attacks based on yeah. how back and forth. That was like one of the games of the year. I almost went with the, the Falcons, oh. and I decided to play it a little safer. I would have been on the edge of my seat. Panthers missed an easy field goal to win the game. Well, they should have. I, I thought they got kind of screwed by the league because they had the wide receiver. He gets the touchdown, takes off his helmet, which is a penalty if you do that, you're not supposed to take off your helmet and celebrate, but he was out of the end zone. He wasn't in the field yeah. of play. So I know you're not supposed to like take your helmet off and then celebrate, but he was not on the field of play when he did it. So for me, like I know the rule's been there for 20 years, but for me, if you're out of the end zone, if you're not on the field, it shouldn't be a penalty. And if that's not a penalty, then the ball is closer when they do the extra point. They may not need overtime. They probably win that game. Tom and Giselle, it's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. They're dealing with it. They put out the statement, divorce is uh, is happening. Uh, you on Team Tom or Team Giselle here? I'm a Bills fan. I will never like Tom Brady. I mean, again, you don't wish anyone ill will, but I kind of <laughs> like to see the Buccaneers <laughs> lose. I'm sorry. Like you do wish yeah, someone yeah. ill will. <laughs> Jim, uh, to feed your degenerate gambling addiction, Tom Brady, Giselle, who are they going to date next? You can bet on Ooh. it, and we'll tell you the odds. Who are the the favorites to be the next partners for those two now that they're back on the market? That's coming up here. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got another scary story for you here. Everyone does it. You got something up there, and you need to get it out. Yeah. Do a little... Mining, some spelunking, digging for gold, some call it. Picking your nose. Mm -hmm. Jim, have you ever picked your nose? Yeah, occasionally. Stop it. A new study out of Australia has found picking your nose might cause Alzheimer's. <laughs> I mean, how far are you going up there? 
That's not, I mean, you would think that's what it is. If you go too high, you're... You start embalming your brain. Yeah, you start poking your brains around. But what they've discovered is there's a certain type of bacteria. Specifically, it's a type of chlamydia that has been linked to dementia. Some experts think it's what causes dementia. And researchers at Griffith University in Australia have shown it can get into your brain by entering through your nose. When they tested it on mice, the brain responded by producing proteins that are linked to Alzheimer's. I don't know how they got the mice to pick their noses, but that's pretty impressive in itself. Truly. So do you have, like, I'm a little confused because I feel like if I don't have chlamydia and I haven't touched a chlamydia person, I'm free free to pick. Well, you don't know what's on your fingers. I guess so. I guess I could be at a, I touch a door handle. Exactly. Touch a tractor seat accidentally. You know it. Hmm. So the bacteria bypasses your bloodstream, goes right to your brain when you pick your nose. You know, I don't like this story. You know, now I can think of my grandpa gets dementia. All I'm going to think about is where did the chlamydia come from and why was he picking his nose? Maybe he was just plucking nose hairs. They uh, say that, Okay, that's th- cool. They, they say that plucking nose hairs, same thing, bad idea because the, the bacteria can get in. But you can have a little more self-esteem if you were just yeah. picking a nose hair. Well, We've that's all I was just scratching that's, my that's nose. That's the excuse. Scratching sure. the nose, yeah. pulling nose hairs. I wasn't picking my nose, of course <laughs> not. Just be aware. All right. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. It's just be aware that the nose-picking scientists are, <laughs> are on the job. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. Peacock. Cock. 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 Your, your peacock. peacock. Cock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is with us. Dev, we got the World Series going on, and it's turning into quite the series. A great start. Philadelphia picking up that uh, game and win one, going extra innings. Like they they started this series like it was Game Seven, which is the mentality you have to have when you're playing a 100 win Astros team. The disparity in the regular season wins between these two teams is massive. Houston is a major favorite, but as you saw in Game One, anyone can win. But as we saw in Game 2, the Astros, just like the Phillies, have a fantastic bullpen, and you have to jump on Houston early because Philadelphia cannot keep giving Houston these leads and coming back. They came back from 5 nothing in the first game. They jump out 5 nothing in the second game. They didn't do what you need to score early against Houston. It's kind of obvious to say, but given the bullpen the Astros have, if the Phillies are going to win these next couple of games, they have to start fast. Obviously, everyone's on high alert with the Astros' (laughs) cheating history. There was some talk that maybe one of their pitchers was doing some cheating on the weekend. Yeah, everyone noticed after the first inning, he changed his belt, his uh, glove, his cleats, pretty much everything. And he has this weird motion a little bit. So people are wondering kind of what's going on with him. But he's just extremely superstitious. And the Phillies, for their part, they were not thinking there's any sort of uh, cheating going on because the umpires check these pitchers like pretty much after every half inning. 
But what he did was, uh, he, I guess, Framber Valdez, who was the pitcher for the Astros, he normally has cleats that he uses to warm up and then cleats that he uses to pitch. And he decided on Saturday to start the game with his warm-up cleats and his warm-up belt and his warm-up glove. And then after the first inning, he changed it up because Houston got off to a big lead. So it looked weird, but he said, I'm Dominican. I'm very superstitious. This is what I do. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm going to be watching his wardrobe. Game threes tonight. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen are officially done. They issued statements on Friday saying it was amicable. They grew apart. They wish each other the best. They're going to do what's best for the kids. And the the divorce is... Uh, is happening, yeah. Um, so, of course, instantly, bets uh, makers, odds makers started uh, uh, allowing you to put money down on who they're going to sleep with next. Hmm. So you can go to betonline.ag, and that's where these odds are from. For Giselle, we were joking about this last week. They say Pete Davidson is most likely her next match. <laughs> At plus 1,200. Is he just the rebound guy now? The official rebound guy of Hollywood and the stars. Good work if you can get it. Yeah, really. (laughs) Jason Momoa is on the list. Leonardo DiCaprio. John. First off, Leo DiCaprio is the longest shot of all. Yeah, uh, Giselle's 42. Yeah, ain't happening. Even if you switched him 24, she'd just be on the cusp. John Mayer is there. Yeah, okay. Neymar, the Brazilian soccer stud. Oh, football rivalry. Interesting. Real football. Real football. Yep. This American uh, monstrosity yeah. version of football. International stud. What else we got? Uh, Donald Trump. Oh, she's Brazilian too, isn't she? You can bet on Donald Trump to date Giselle. He would never do that to Tom <laughs> Huge Brady. Huge payout, though. He might as well put down a dollar. Plus 100,000 are the odds for Trump. Can I bet that it won't happen? <laughs> like I'll put my entire life savings on that. Uh, who is Tom Brady going to be dating? The front runner uh, is Taylor Swift. Huh. I, you never know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to date another celeb. Maybe he would. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. You always go with it. Like, you'd assume... You'd go with someone opposite from the person you were just with. Yeah, yeah, unless you had like a type. Uh, but yeah, you wouldn't want the same thing. I've seen that too. I've, I've had friends who get divorced and then they show up at a party and they're like, this is my new girlfriend. I'm like, dude, that is a carbon copy of your wife. Yeah, that's your old girlfriend. That looks exactly like the lady you just broke up with. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.